0: Well, hello, everybody, once again, and welcome to The Hofflin Show. I am your host, Mr. Flynn, and here with me always is Mr. Popular himself, Mr. Hoffman.
1: Hey, guys, how's it going?
0: <laughs> uh, so today, uh, today is a very uh, special episode. We are on episode, uh, I think we're up to, is it Five. Five or six. Five or six. Five yeah, or I, six. I don't is, know. We lost it track. Might
1: be lucky number six. I it think, might I be.
0: Know. It might be. I think so. But today we'd like to introduce a very special guest to our episode, and it is the ever incredible
1: Mr. Monez. Mr. Monez, how are you? I'm very, very fine today. Thank you for inviting me, and I'm looking forward to uh, our discussion.
0: Well, the uh, you know the pleasure is all ours here. I mean, we, we've been trying to get <laughs> a special guest on the show, and it's and it's been a while. So, uh, Mr. Monez, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here to Holy Trinity.
1: Okay, well, I, um, I started out as a special needs teacher in the city of Fall River, and that was back in the uh, early 70s. And uh, I, I did that for, uh, in a special needs classroom for 15 years, and then I became an itinerant teacher, uh, where I went to a few schools uh, each day and took out children that having difficulty and worked in small groups. And then for the uh, 15 years before I retired, I uh, was uh, what they call a psychometrist, so I would do testing. Uh, The students who were up for three-year evaluations, I would test them and meet on them and discuss uh, the progress and whether they needed more or less special needs. Uh, Earlier, as I was teaching, I had the opportunity to be trained in a specific way to teach students in reading. It's called the Orton-Gillingham method and uh, I was trained in that back, It was, in a, I would say the mid-70s, and uh, I've used that my whole career, both in class, out of class, and in private tutoring. And um, to a long story short, that's how I got to Holy Trinity. Um, Mrs. Gagnon had heard that I was doing private tutoring and she had a student that, um, needed some some tutoring and we connected and uh that was the start of a relationship that started with me just doing some private tutoring with students and then very slowly mrs ghanning was able to get me into the school part-time in at that time i had retired from from uh, full-time teaching and was just running an after-school program uh for the for the city an enrichment program at the at the um, uh, doran school so i was able to to do both things and then as time went on uh, and I realized the quality at this school and I guess Mrs. Gannon uh, um, realized that the benefit that I could bring to the school that we were able to, to just continue and I'm here uh, almost full time now, which I enjoy very, very much.
0: I was going to say we do see you here quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and you're, not, you're not sick of me yet. No, no, I'm not sick of you. As yeah. Matter of fact, I was going to get some fashion tips from you because every time you come in here, you're always uh, well dressed. Um, when you when you came to the when you first came to school, you said it was uh, it was you know quite. Quite interesting. You walked in, you said you loved the school. So you, Mrs. Gagnon was
1: the driving force between bringing you uh, Definitely, back here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was the one that connected me with the first parents that needed tutoring. Mm-hmm. And we had met a long time ago when I was doing the testing. And she, I believe, was vice principal, maybe, at, uh, at St. Anne's School. I think that's what it was. And uh, so we just met then, and and then when my name when this need came up and, and I guess my name came up and two and two together that I did this type of, of tutoring yeah. and that there was a need for it so mm-hmm. it, it worked out very well.
0: Yeah and it's uh I've I've had a chance to chat with you on many, many different occasions. I know Mr Hoffman has as well. Um, you know the the stories that you bring too. I mean, I love the college experience that you said you, you had. You're part of you were part of a fraternity, right? Yeah. Uh, while you were in college, we won't get too much into that. We'll let sure. the, kid, as, <laughs> as well, the it kids as get during, It
1: was during the '60s, so that says a lot. Yeah. That does say a, a lot. lot. Yeah, a lot. that says um, a lot. But uh, yeah, I went to UMass Amherst, and um, it was a. You know, you learn a lot in college. But I think the most you learn in college was the responsibility and the maturity of being away at college. Because oh yes. you know, yeah. You know, I was only a hundred miles away. I could come home when needed, but it was nice that I couldn't come home every day. I had I had that need to take yeah. care of myself.
0: It, did you find it? because you know I I know we have eighth graders going into high school, yeah. so we don't want to talk. You know, it's not just quite the college experience yet. But if you had to give them some type of uh, you know. Yeah.
1: What I would say is that every level, when you go from high school, uh, from grammar school to high school, from high school to college, there's more freedom. You have more freedom. So, But with that freedom comes responsibility because mm-hmm. a lot of students that I saw in college, they'd get to UMass, smart kids who couldn't handle that freedom and didn't have to study. Didn't they could party? They could have fun, and then realized in January they they were flunking out. They were flunking, yeah. You know, so you, yep. you have to temper that that new that new freedom with responsibility uh, to 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 get things done that you have to get done. And you, you also have a lot of. Uh...
0: Extracurricular um, hobbies that we've talked about on many occasions. You're an audiophile, such as myself. Yeah. You Like good audio, uh, good music. Yeah. Uh, you had some experiences uh, at Tweeter, which unfortunately was, uh, yeah. It's not around anymore. Yeah. You know, uh, they they were high end audio.
1: Uh, what was what was it like with your experiences? Well, there? What, what what where I started was uh, I started at a place called Nantucket Sound which was a, a, a store that was in, in the Dartmouth Mall, and then they also had one in the Swansea Mall for years. I like and, to play on words there, by the way, the Nantucket sound, Nantucket sound, good. yeah. And um, it, that was a great story. It was, uh, what was nice about it is that it was a part-time job, and it's a type of job where you're, you're selling things that people want. You're not selling uh, uh, a heating system because theirs broke. Yeah, right. You're, not you're selling experience. something that people have fun. And, yeah. and my day job was a teacher and teaching special needs kids and, and small children, you know, young mm-hmm. children. And in that capacity, I'd learned that you have to teach in all different ways. You have to say something to students in five different ways so they understand it. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I brought that with me to selling. And a lot of people would say to me, "Boy, you explain things so so clearly and nicely." I said, "That's my teaching experience." Yeah, so yeah. I, I worked at Nantucket Sound, and then um, then I went to Tweeter in uh, in Providence. And because some of the owners of Nantucket Sound kind of broke off and started their own, and they they bought some Tweeter franchises, I worked there for several years. Mm-hmm. I worked in the in the uh, Warwick Mall. There was a Tweeter in there. Oh, wow. Then um, yeah. I worked in uh, a. a Stereo store in Providence on the east side, uh, like a stereo discount store, and uh, then it was uh, time to move on. Yeah, <laughs> sure. it was yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. but it's it, it was a great part-time job because I always liked sound. I I developed. I always liked music, but I developed a more uh, complete. Uh, appreciation of music, different genres that I really sure. haven't gotten it's, into as much,
0: and sure. and through the right stereo systems and speakers, yeah. of course, you can you can uh, you know appreciate it even more. Exactly. You yeah. yeah the,
1: the, we sold. I mean, you know, the average brands and also the top top shelf brands. Amazing how much things cost. I was I was part of the revolution between uh, turntables and CDs. Oh, and and, I'm, and, I'm glad you bring that up. So, Mister Hoffman, yeah.
0: you you have. Uh, you have some CDs there, right? Still? You yep. still spin your CDs from time fact, to time? In fact,
1: last night we looked at um, a wall of my wife's Taylor Swift CDs <laughs> which is, is is really cool. Of course, now they're actually worth a lot of money. they no no. they're old school. And yeah. Some even considered antique so.
0: Well, it uh, so I have to ask you, between the two, which one do you appreciate more? Do you appreciate the CDs more or the records more? Okay. Which one do you feel gives you a bigger sound? Because this is a huge debate.
1: Okay. Here's the thing. When, when we had turntables, and that's what everybody had. You had records. And one time when they were introducing the CD, we went to Brown University, and they had a, a, uh, an exhibition to show us that this new technology. Mm-hmm. And they played uh, the... Uh, Theme from Space Odyssey, okay. which is which is a German uh, symphony, yep. and uh, wow. the dynamic range, the difference between the softs and the louds, was something mm-hmm. that couldn't be captured on 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 records, yeah, because the grooves weren't big enough. Sure, yeah, that. sure, sure. so you you got this incredible dynamic range that mm-hmm. just exploded, and it was just just mind-boggling to say, wow, that that's possible. So I had that that prejudice towards CDs, as time went on. Uh, there was a a feeling that maybe that music wasn't quite as warm as as a turntable. I yeah. personally didn't see that. Maybe my ear wasn't refined enough. But uh, I think the the CDs were a, a monstrous step into technology from from records, yeah. just for the fact they didn't wear out, whereas records would wear they, out. They would wear out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And today we've moved to a even more, more yeah, yeah, even more high end where. It's called lossless audio, which uh, Apple is actually using now. It, lossless? Oh, okay. Yeah, so lossless is essentially when it comes right out of the recording studio. Oh, they wow. don't compress it at all to oh, put on anything. It all. So, yeah. And Apple has adopted it on the Apple Music. Uh, on so Ford. they can
1: stream that? They can. They, they could stream they lossless can keep yeah. It uncompressed. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So it's sort of like a raw photo. Right? Oh, correct, yeah. You're getting exactly what has been captured. It's not. Edited by Software. software. Yeah. Absolutely. One, one Absolutely. time when I was in college for a, a season, I played uh, drums in a little folk band. And the, the band, uh, they had recorded a, a song well before I was with them, a little folk song. And um, we went one uh, spring break, we had to go to New York to the studio because they had some things that they had to check into, and I was in this recording studio and hearing a recording going on, and the quality of that music was the best quality yeah. of music I had ever heard in my life. And I said, "Wow, that's that's what's possible." Yeah, yeah,
0: it's, uh, amazing. It, it's uh, with today's audio technology and the lossless that Apple's introduced, and Spotify is is mm-hmm. doing it as well. It's uh, it's just a race to keep up with the uh, types of uh, hardware that can yeah. that can play it. Apple's, of course, HomePod, the HomePod Mini. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know they're just uh they're just monsters in a box yeah. and they can yeah. play the the sound is really really nice so you know, moving on to our next subject, because I do have to ask you, how do you spend the, the summers now? I mean, you—you, you're, I know you <laughs> say you something you retired. might have known last summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I spent it in the hospital recuperating well, we from surgery. Well, know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. That's that's the eventual part. Looking forward to this uh, year. And uh, but it's and, like and, I always say, you can't keep a good man down, right? No, you Huffman? can't. No, so. you can't.
1: And <laughs> this <say> summer, <laughs> in fact, uh, my girlfriend and I just had a little discussion about this, this one uh, that uh, cleaning the cellar is going to be it's going to be a big project. It's going to be Big project. I mean, this summer going to be a big project, a this, big event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're going to uh, Florida in in May. Okay. So looking forward to that. But summer is a a time where, uh, in the past, I've worked every summer running a summer program. Uh, and last summer mm-hmm. I said I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy the summer. Mm-hmm. And then this medical wow. thing came up. But uh, that's my plan this year. It's to just enjoy the summer. Um, Go on day trips, let yep. say, and yep. then come back refreshed in, uh, in September. So where's that place that you like to go that just
0: is the most refreshing place you can think of? It kind of clears your mind. Is it in New England? Is it Florida? Is it uh, Midwest? Is some place that you, you say to yourself every summer, you know I really want to get there just to clear my mind and just relax. Well, and- we try
1: to look at a different place. Like uh, my girlfriend has family, and years ago I had family in 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 uh, California, so we'd always like to go to California. And I just love California. I love Southern California. I love the Santa Barbara area. And that's just a, a just a beautiful place to be. Um, not all the time, but as a, yeah, as a just yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, and and here I just like I like the beach. I like, uh, we go, uh, a few of our relatives have uh, outdoor patios and we'll, we'll go there and socialize. Yeah. And so it's just being, and, and around music. And, I and think just around yeah, we, yeah. I think our summer is every weekend. In fact, even now we'll say who's who's where, who's what's around, sure. everything yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah. We'll yeah. Say, let's go. And yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we're already planning that's this really weekend cool. of what what we're going to do. And it, uh, most of the time, it involves music, and live music.
0: So Newport must be a good area New, for Newport, you. Newport, Newport occasionally, pro- yeah, yeah. Providence, even, of course.
1: Uh, Providence, occasionally, even Bristol. Bristol has yeah. some. Oh like yeah. True. True. Um, yeah, And even New Bedford, the local areas. You're right. Yeah. No, it's uh Oh, wow, that's interesting.
0: So we've we've got a lot of information on you now, Mr. Moniz. <laughs> uh, we have got a lot of information. Well, we appreciate you being uh, a guest uh my guest on the show. Yeah. Um we're working on the next episode, mm-hmm. and as you know, Mr. Hoffman will not be here next uh, next week, but we will definitely find who we can uh okay. to uh, to substitute. Maybe Mr. Moniz could oh, substitute once, knows, maybe, but yeah. we'll we'll see. I was talking to Mr. DeLeo, but he says it's a little early for him at, at, in the morning. Yeah, well, uh, I,
1: I was going to say Bob Ross needs his time to uh, yeah the, the, yeah, yeah get it, so. get his colors together <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well thank you very much thank you yeah, Mr. Hoffman and thank you Mr. Thank you for inviting me it was a
0: pleasure sure. you. and we'll see you next episode see you real soon